Welcome to Through the Bible with Pastor Michael, a podcast from First Baptist Church in Mustang, Oklahoma. Here's Pastor Michael. All right. Well, we have finished um, month one of our reading, and so I want to take just a few brief moments to uh, review what we have covered here in our first month of our read through the Bible together. We have made it all the way through Genesis, all the way through Mark. We have made it through uh, a portion of Exodus and in the Psalms have covered chapter 1 through chapter 23. So uh, we're one month completed, 8.3% per- through the Bible, um, and have already had a lot of information and theology, and I pray um, worship that has taken place as we have read the Word. So I want to just briefly review what we have covered and then leave you with a few uh, summary thoughts through this first month of our reading. So in the book of Genesis, uh, just to review the book real quickly, um, a number of significant events take place. We have creation, uh, as Genesis reveals to us um, all about creation. We've got the angelic fall that, that takes place, um, we know, from other parts of the Scripture Uh, after creation and before that next major event we get in Genesis, which is the fall of humanity. Um, Genesis 3, where God's word is questioned and his name is disrespected, his character is doubted. Um, The serpent captures uh, the ear, the eye, the inward desire there uh, that leads to the sin of Adam and Eve. And the result of that, uh, the results of the fall, uh, we have the appearance of shame. Um, we see the cursing of the ground and the serpent and the animal realm and for the woman and for man. We also have, of course, the Redeemer that is promised for us. Then you get the events of Cain and Abel, and we see the, the fallout taking place in families because of sin. Then we get the flood. Um, and then we get the Tower of Babel, this very important event that takes place. Um, four significant men that that help us to see about the people of God. That's chapters 12 to 25. We get Abraham, then we get Isaac, then we get Jacob, and then we get Joseph. And then we went to the Gospel of Mark, which tells us the story of Jesus, talks to us about um, some major events of his life, some miracles, his teaching, calling of his apostles, um, and of course then culminates in uh, Mark's account for us of the the crucifixion and the uh, empty tomb of Jesus. And Mark, of course, reads very rapidly. His his favorite word he uses is, is immediately. Uh, he's just in very rapid succession walking us through um, the, these significant parts of the life of Jesus. And when we get finished with the Gospel of Mark, uh, we are made aware um, of who Jesus is, of what he came to do, and how he accomplished that work. The theme verse, the, the summary verse in Mark chapter 10, verse 45, that even the Son of Man came not to be served but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. 
And then uh, we go to the book of Exodus, where we see um, Moses and learn about his life and how the Lord prepared him and, and used him. We read about the burning bush. Moses gives all these excuses to God. I'm not qualified. I'm unconvincing. I'm not a preacher. Um, the Lord appoints Aaron, his brother, as the spokesman. And then we are introduced to this obstruction by Pharaoh, and we get the ten plagues that take place. And then the Lord delivers his people, and we the Lord miraculously leads them through the Red Sea. And that's about where we left off in the book of Exodus. And then, you know, in, in our readings through the Psalms, the, the thing in, in chapters 1 to 23 that is just so striking to me is just how God-centered the Psalms are. Yes, it, it speaks of, of human emotion. It speaks of, of human questions and struggles, for sure. It talks about enemies that surround and, and all the things that are part of our life experience. But, but it's the God-centeredness of the Psalms that, to me, um, is just so striking. And, and that must be true in our worship, both uh, personally, individually, and collectively as a church. For your own life, see to it that, that your life is marked by a, a unique God-centeredness. Not that, not that you are unaware of your feelings, not that your emotions are unimportant, not that your life circumstances are irrelevant, because they're not. They do matter. But through all of the things you go through, let your life be marked with a God-centeredness. And the same thing should be true in our congregational worship. When our churches gather each Lord's Day, yes, the people there matter, of course, and we should know them and love them and strive to meet their needs and encourage them and pray for them and serve them and strengthen them, absolutely. But but our worship should be marked as a congregation with a unique God-centeredness. Our songs should be centered on God, not man. Our preaching should be centered on God, not man. Again, it's not that that our lives don't matter. Of course they do. The story of the Bible is how God displayed His glory by sending His Son, Jesus, to come and die in our place and bring salvation to humanity. So um, our people matter. Our lives matter. But the, because they matter, we want to give our people at church that which is the most important thing. And the most important thing any church can do is call its congregation to lift their eyes up to the Lord. So whether it's you by yourself reading your Bible and praying, whether it's your family spending time talking about spiritual things, or whether it's gathering with the church on, as a congregation on the Lord's Day, make sure that your worship is uniquely God-centered and focused on Him. And then I just want to leave you with four things as, as some questions uh, or, or as some reminders through this first month of our reading. Number one, make sure that you are reading carefully in God's Word. Uh, it, it's possible to skim. It's possible just to hurry up and get through it. It's possible just to read to try to keep up and not get behind. But when we're reading the Bible, we want to make sure that we're reading carefully, that we're reading thoughtfully, 
that we're reading with, with worshipful hearts. So take time not only to read, but to read carefully, to read thoughtfully, to, to meditate on, on what you've read. Are you reading the word carefully? Second question, are you obeying what you've read? It's always possible that, that we would be people quick to read but slow to obey. We don't want to do that. Um, we're one month in. Uh, we've learned a lot. We've read a lot. We've covered a lot of ground already. But, but a very important question is not only what have you read, but what are you doing with what you've read? So see to it that you are striving to obey what you have read, that, that the application that the Holy Spirit is leading you in uh, as you read the Word, as He uh, illuminates your mind to see spiritual truths um, and grants you wisdom of how to live out in those truths, see to it that you are obeying what the Lord has, has shown you. And then thirdly, are you loving God more? You know, it's always possible to be uh, a theologian but not love God. That happens. People who love to read, love to debate, love to discuss. Um, there are people who love theology, but for them it's just more of an academic pursuit, not about worship. And so we want to see to it that uh, as we read more of God's Word, we want to make sure that we are loving God more. Uh, ask the Lord to increase not only your knowledge, but your love for Him, your your desire to honor Him. Um, so important that as we read the Word of God, that we are loving more the God of the Word. And then finally, are you loving people more? You know, I said a moment ago that the Bible is so God-centered and our lives should be. And what is the follow-through of that? Well, we, we see it in the Gospels where Jesus says to Peter, Do you love me? He says, You know that I do. And the response of Jesus is then, Go feed my sheep. Go tend my lambs. If you really love me, show that by the way that you take care of people. If you really care for the Lord, Jesus says, demonstrate that by caring for people. So make sure that as you read the Word and obey the Word and love God more, strive to have a heart that loves people and serves people more. That One of the temptations that can happen for us is that we want to withdraw from people. We just want to be around uh, ourselves, our books, our reading, our knowledge, and, and we've got to understand, as good as that is, that we've got to go live those things out, live those truths out among people. So those are the four things I want you to consider as we've made it through the first month. Read the Word. Obey the Word. Love God more. And love people. And, and pray for the Holy Spirit to lead you in all of those things. Uh, pray for a heart that would be faithful to continue this great commitment you've made to read through the Bible this year. Pray that uh, the Holy Spirit would help you to uh, walk in wisdom and obey the things that you're learning. Pray that your love for the Lord would grow more and more this year. And pray that your love for people and your desire and willingness to serve other people would increase all the more. So that is just a brief review from our first month of reading. 
and I look forward to being back with you as we start uh, February, day one, coming up very soon, and we will continue to journey through the Bible together this year. I hope that's an encouragement to you.